Coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well being as natives in recovery. Mobriety, community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. He all right all right all right unspoken words episode 46 or 45 46 46 all right man it's been a long day it's been a long day it's been a long week Bogone, i don't know what's if i'm coming or going <laughs> but uh over here to my right is the ace of base um johnny jc lawrence your favorite Indian, JCB. Say what's up. Yo, what's up? Hey, man. Good to be here, bro. And over here to my left, Randy B in the place to be, a.k.a. the pod Gotti, a.k.a. he ain't even trying to preach. Say what's up. Yay, yay. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> and across the way from me, special guest in the house, Mr. Scott Gilbert, Mr. Welder, running in talking circles, walking the red road, tearing it up. What's up? How's it going, everybody? <laughs> AKA the conductor, AKA the facilitator. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're talking about me? I thought you were talking about him. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. AKA the smudge master. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> AKA the guy that smudges while welding. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. I thought you were going to say something there. Well, you know me, Empty Barrel. I'm just thankful to be here this evening with you gentlemen. <laughs> AKA nothing but Blizzanks. Yeah, Mr. Blanks in the house. Oh. Now, JC's holding back, man. He's holding back. It's that haircut he got. I know. Oh, JC got a haircut, man. It looks uh, cool. Running out of blonde. Tell joke. me why. Ain't nothing but a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me why. I first, I didn't, know where you, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I get it. I get it. It's the tips, right? Yeah. In <laughs> sync over here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to play a game. We're going to go with two truths and a lie. Oh, shoot. I got to pull mine up. You're going to pull yours up? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So this game, for those of you that don't know, where you got to tell two truths about yourself and then a lie about yourself. And then everybody else is going to have to guess what that is. And since JC's queued up, are you queued up? I'm good to go. All right. We're going to start with Mr. Beaumont here tonight. Okay. So <clears throat> two truths and a lie. Uh, I once rode a helicopter over Crow Fair. Uh, I once rode an elephant in a parking lot. <laughs> and I once rode an airplane over the ocean. Hmm. Hmm. So I rode a helicopter over Crow Fair. I rode an elephant in a parking lot. And I at rode the circus. At the circus. In the parking lot. Elephant at the circus. It was just wandering <laughs> around. Bro. He was like, "Hey, check out that elephant! I, I'm I gonna jump it. on." That it. was at the Shrine Circus. I, I caught it. I <laughs> rode it. He, he was in his sabbatical in India. 
Just an elephant chilling. <laughs> chilling in the parking lot. He's like, I'm gonna go ride that elephant. <laughs> it's the airplane. Riding an airplane over airplane the ocean. Airplane over the ocean is the lie. What do you think? What do you think, Gilbert? The elephant. The elephant. And the answer is the elephant. What? Right. Yeah. Oh. You never went to the circus? You ever went, oh, to I went to the circus, but I didn't ride the elephant. I watched it take a uh, dump in a trash can. Oh, that's wow. nice. That's nice. At least you made it somewhere. Hey, I did ride a camel, but that was at the zoo. Uh, I thought you went to like the circus at Kmart parking lot and <laughs> rode too, the elephant. <laughs> no, man, I seen too many. You watch too many like when animals go bad videos or whatever. Oh, yeah. Just to, to eat on those because I remember I took my nieces Jessica and Tasha to the Shrine Circus at Metra. And yeah. they, you know, they were like, "Can we get on that elephant?" And I'm like, "No, no, whatever it takes <laughs> off. You know, there's no stopping yeah. that thing. It's, yeah. Not like you can pull back on the reins or whatever." Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I did ride over. Well, not really well, over the ocean, because I went from San Francisco down to L.A. Oh yeah, and they for some odd reason they don't go over the land; they go way out there. Really? Yeah, and then I looked. I just happened to look out the window, and both you know I could see on the other side too. Just, just blue. Hopes, just ocean. Dang. And man, that be, my, my phobia is kicked in. Oh, I was going to say, man, I would send my anxiety through the roof and man, start yeah, praying. Yeah, <laughs> I think the older I get, yeah, it gets scarier. And then, man, uh, it's always that first flight out. You're leaving Billings. I'm like, oh, why am I in here? <laughs> and, and, then, and then one time, like, man, way back, way, way back, they had helicopter rides. You can get on like five bucks. What? Yeah, really? and then they, they took me way out there, like out towards uh, uh, east, kind of towards uh, Lame Deer. Oh, yeah. And they turned around and came back, and then we went over the campground. One of those kind of, we were like on MASH, they just have like the bubble. Yeah. Those old school ones. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. How long did it take to get to Lame Deer? Didn't go all the way to Lame Deer. I just went to. They're like five minutes. Went to the red line and came back. Rides? Busby. Busby. <laughs> just made it to Busby and came back. Huh. <laughs> but I did not ride it. But I did not ride an elephant. So Mr. Mr. Gilbert, he was right. All right, he was right on that one. All right, um. <laughs> why she laugh? <laughs> uh, never mind that. All right, we we'll go over to you, what, Mr. What? Pod Gotti. Mr. Pod Gotti. Um, you do, do your two truths. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, B. <laughs> <laughs> This is the lie. <laughs> <laughs> Purple is my favorite color. White Chicks is my favorite movie. 2K is my favorite game. Well, we can I rule know. out 2K because you, that's all you do. I know, that's all you talk about. <laughs> it's purple, man. It's purple. I know that. Yeah, it's got to be. I've never Purple's. seen you with purple anything. I've worn p- more purple than you have. My shoes are purple. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those are burgundy, baby. <laughs> Those are wine. I know color. burgundy when I see it. <laughs> what do you think, Gilbert? Um, I think white chicks. Purple. Oh. I was talking about funny, bro. White chicks is hilarious. Basking in the ambience. Basking in the ambience. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's so many quotes from that movie. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Anytime you're in a bad mood, throw on white chicks, you'll start to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> when they're dancing, I remember that used to crack me up so much. Was they like because they don't even look cool? Like who are they fooling here? I mean, the movies are stupid, but when they're doing their dancing, nah, that part cracks me up hard. 
<laughs> Some right. ugly chicks. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> you know what? I want. I just. I just want to. I just want to ask this. I'm not trying to open no can of worms, but how come they can do that, but you can't dress in blackface? Well, I think that was their whole thing. Yeah, they're like making a parody parody of blackface. Mm, okay. I just wonder. Oh yeah, no. I mean, but I mean, I know it was, it was intentional. Joke. <laughs> I, I, I know. Reverse I know, joke. <laughs> I know the I know the history of blackface, but yeah. yeah. So okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving along. You. It's all you. Ah. Uh, um. <laughs> wait. Wait. Did you? <laughs> so I woke up this morning. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. it Doesn't seem like you're sleeping. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> um. I changed my shorts. That's a lie. I put my pants on one <laughs> one leg at a time. <laughs> no. Uh. What was it? Oh. Okay. So, That's a lie. <laughs> so I ran over my res dog once and I thought he was dead, but he was still, he just shook himself off and kept on going. And I believe that I have some banana cake in my car right now. Believe that too. And. Let me see. Let me think of another truth. <laughs> and this um, coming from the guy who said, I "Get know. your two truths and a lie ready." That's I know. What, that's that's what I was gonna, I was gonna do it right then and there. But man, I was like, "All right, I'll do it when I have time." And we never had time today. I know. Same here. Okay, so what did I say again? Where were my first two? You changed your shorts. <laughs> no, I ran over my res dog. Yeah, banana but he didn't die. Banana kick in the car right now. And um, my first job was at Burger King. It's the first one because you never had res dogs. You had always had. Those, what did you, what it was? Yeah, he called them like something you had some kind of special breed. So Huskies. Yeah. You guys raised Huskies, isn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. So that's not a res dog. Yeah. It seems like if you ran over a pedigree dog, they would just die. But if yeah. you ran over a res dog, it would jump right up. We know res dogs, man. <laughs> that's I, I agree. Okay. I what concur. I concur. Um, what was that last one? Uh, my first job was at Burger King. I'll say the second one. The banana cake one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> what is banana cake? I ain't never heard of banana cake. Yeah, I've only the only person I've known to make it is my mom. Banana cake, the banana, banana bread? bread. No banana cake. Cake. It's oh. a cake. It's like it's way better than banana bread. If you love banana bread, man, you'll be like head over heels over banana cake. Oh, I love banana bread. Dang. It's like like that. How the inside of the banana bread is that's moist and it's good, but it's like a cake of that. Mm mm. Mm mercy. I ate I some when dig. I was out there. I can dig that. So I went out there today. <clears throat> but uh yeah, I don't have any in my car. <laughs> As right. I say if you did, you should go get it. <laughs> I ate it on the way to town. I ate, it, I ate it all up, baby. All right, well, Mr. Scott, your turn. I got uh, all I know is 
I got I met three famous people one time. It was pretty cool. I was pretty excited. Uh one time I was at um Indian Market and I was checking out the powwow. They were dancing in the middle and and uh <clears throat> I was standing next to uh Arnold Schwarzenegger and his his child. Oh what? dancing. Yeah, he was dancing. His and, kid? Yeah, his kid was on his shoulder and he was dancing. Oh nice. And the other one, I went to a party, met Wes Studi at the party, shook his hand, talked around with them. Third one, I was building houses, Santa Fe, on a golf course, and I met Michael Jordan. He was playing golf there. Oh, man, that yeah. was tough. Yeah. MJ. Arnold. I got to say the Arnold. Study. I say West Study is the one, the lie. MJ. Oh, somebody's got to be right. <laughs> um, yeah, I never met Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> I, really, I guess I would have heard that story. I, I really wanted you to have. <laughs> I wanted that for you. <laughs> so I played with the, with the uh, was it last game in Denver one time. Mm. It was pretty neat. Right on. When he was playing with the Wizards? Yeah, with the Wizards. Hey. But you round cool. dance with Arnold, huh? Yeah, I'll stand right next to him. Like his, his movies, he looks really tall. He wasn't even, I mean, I'm only like 5'10 and 5'11. He was like. Right next to him? Yeah. Shoulder to shoulder almost? Yeah, yeah he was kind of, he was short. He wasn't as tall as you. Get to the chopper. He was big. He was big. And his daughter was on his shoulder just dancing. He was power one. He knows right. how to dance, man. Really? Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right on, right so on. There you well, go. There we go. There's our two truths in the last segment. Um, you guys feel warmed up? You ready to go? Yes, sir. I feel warmed up. Do you feel warmed up? You ready? You ready to get, jump into the hot seat, Gilbert? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go then. Well, DJ, if you're queued up, why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Thank you for tuning in to Unspoken Words. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 46, we got Gilbert Scott in the house and he's in the hot seat right now. So I will throw a no-look pass over to your favorite Indian. You got the floor, sir. Well, first of all, thank you, Mr. Gilbert Scott, for coming in and uh, joining us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, um, usually I just like to say, let's, let's start from the beginning, you know, give us a little bit about your background, you know, childhood, when you started using all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. My first drink was at Crow Fair. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Was, first drunk, anyway. <laughs> uh, it was kind of crazy, because I know, always told myself I'd never drink or be like my father, you know, party, you know, and just, but, um, of all places, Crow Fair, you know, it was just like, yeah. it was kind of, I mean, I lived in Washington at the time, and I came down in the summer, and just kind of ended up with some, <clears throat> some of the cousins, you know, and next thing you know, I had pints. How pints, old were you? Pints coming. I was like 14. 14? Yeah. The pints were flowing. 
Were they pints or were they half pints? Yeah, I guess they were half pints. Yeah, half yeah. pints. Yeah. <laughs> so then, where did it go from there? Um, it kind of, it was kind of uh, on a standstill until I got back to Washington, and then the party was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like because everybody knew I didn't party, you know, and then when I got there, it was like, hey man, I party now. <laughs> Let's do party this. now. Let's do this. <laughs> So before you left, then all the people that you hung out with over there, they were they were partying around, drinking around, what? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I was always playing ball or baseball or something, you know, and uh, <clears throat> bowling, whatever, you know. And my my dad got me into a lot of sports and trying to keep me away from everything. And then eventually it it, it came around and I tried it. And, and that was it. Huh? Yeah, that was it. I mean, mm. it was just like. <clears throat> Couldn't stop after that. I mean, I try to try to keep it under control, keep doing school, keep doing my sports, but eventually everything just kind of started dropping out of out of my life. Like the, the party was more important than anything else anymore. Yeah, like your mm-hmm. activities and all that. Yeah. So when when do you think it was? I don't know. Just kind of, can you tell us about your progression, maybe? Um. <clears throat> Well, like I said, uh, everything just started dropping. I couldn't even make the grades no more to stay in the sports. So it was kind of like, ah, screw it. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. hang out with these guys. They'll understand, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of skipping schools and, you know, just basically quit school. You know? <clears throat> I quit school um, basically behind my father's back, you know, and I kind of kept it on the down low. Just me knowing for like a week. Hmm. Trying to take off in the morning exactly like I was still, you know, and just playing the role, you know. Hey, I I, I did that too, bro. <laughs> eventually, he came home for lunch one time, and and I was there, and I was busted. Yeah, you know, what, what's going? You know, what's going on? And I told him, you know, and uh, it was kind of a heartbreaker for him. You know, he. Hmm. he uh, he put a lot of time and effort, and he always worked his butt off to keep us all safe and uh, kept keep us a roof and fed, you know, all the time. And and for me to start quitting something, it just he didn't want that, you know. He always got me, got us into everything, sports, you know, was his thing. Get them all into sports, just keep them busy. Hopefully, they will pass the drugs and alcohol, you know. And it did for a while, you know, but eventually it just kind of came. And I jumped on, and uh, it's been kind of a downward spiral ever since. Kind of got, had a good good years and then bad years, you know. Just, but my progression was probably, you know, really got tired of it. Like what five six years ago, I just got tired of, you know, <clears throat> tired of not being able to support my family or even be there with my family, you know. Yeah. Promises were always broken. My word meant nothing anymore. You know, uh, just trying to stay uh, high or find a bottle. You know, whatever. And that was it. That was my that was my twenty four hour job there. At the end. Okay. Man, when you were talking about like the half pints, and not to glorify anything, but I'm like, man, when I was young, and we would get half pints, dude, they seemed like so big to me. Like you could knock back one or two and you'd be drunk, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <clears> oh, <throat> yeah. Dude, that was my first drunk was like there at Crow Fair, same, same age, 14. 
And like my cousin had a pint of vodka and had a pint of uh, Mr. Boston's peppermint schnapps. I remember. <laughs> and then here she's like, she's like, she had already been drinking for a while now, and she was telling me what to do. She's like, okay, just take a little sip. I went boom, 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 like that with the vodka. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and then I chased it with the Mr. Boston's. And then she's like, all right, well, just chill right there. And then if you don't feel anything, then you can drink some more. And like she's already coaching me up. <laughs> and then pause my prayer, you know. 30 minute, thirty seconds, minute later, I was like, boo, it hit me. And I was like, oh, man. This is what I warm all over? Yeah, and I was like, man, this is what I've been looking for. Man. <clears throat> I just remember, yeah, man, like, they always just seemed like one or two of them would do the job for me. And towards the end, Take it in one sip, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean <just> inhale it. <laughs> inhale it and be like, where's the other ones at? But um Yeah. But I guess you, you kinda told us about your progression. My thing was like and you kinda touched on it on the end, was like, can you go into that a little bit deeper about how or like why, like what when you wanted to quit, like Right. There's always all these thousands of reasons we come up with, like, I can't do this or whatever. But like, what made you choose to stick with the decision that you made? What, quitting? Yeah. Well, for a while there, I was running from the law, you know, like three years. The marshals were coming, knocking on my door, you know. Mm. I took off out of town. I mean, I couldn't quit. So I took a job like Gillette and... I went that way just to, because I knew the marshals were after me. This guy's going to pay me under the table. I got to go make some money. I got to get away from this drug that's in Billings. You know? mm. I don't know nobody in Gillette. The drug is not going to find me there. You mm. know, <laughs> I could probably still have a couple sips, you know, after work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as I don't do the drug, I'm all right. If I don't find it, I'm all right, you know. And, and so that was my plan. I got out of town and. I stayed sober for like I don't know a week, mm-hmm. and man, that that it's it's it found me one day. It found me, and uh, it was like it was like damn, here we go again, you know. And uh, but I really wanted to keep this job going, and I did, and I built this motel, and it was a La Quinta Inn in Gillette, and went to the next one, went to what I went to Omaha. Built another one over there. That was like a big party town. You know what I mean? Just the drug found me there, you know? Mm. Um, it pretty much came knocking on my door, you know? I'm like, damn, you know? Um, really hard. I, I tried so many things to get away from it and um, just to be a better person again, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't do it without kicking the habit. And there's no way I could kick the habit. Treatment wasn't an option either, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Been in treatment so many times, and it's just like, uh, I gotta get locked up. Maybe I'll go turn myself in, but heck, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> turn myself in. No. <laughs> yeah. that, that thought Find crosses me. your mind because yeah. you never really do it. Yeah. Heck, no, today's the day. I'll do it tomorrow. Do it yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> after breakfast, <laughs> get one more meal in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I went, I know I heard your story before. Uh, I want to talk about. Remember, like, I remember in your story, you said, like, this guy offered you some, some drugs, and then, like, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. But then, you know, some, some things went down, and, like, you remember you telling me, like, that you went and looked for that guy, you searched him out, and you're like, you remembered that, though. 
You want to talk about tell that yeah, story? That one was <laughs> at that time I was probably one of my. This is like my fourth time sobering up. Uh, that was like my third time, and I was doing really good for like five years and working at the refinery and uh, we're building a new coker there. And I <clears throat> uh, met this Mexican guy from Texas, and right off the bat, he came to me with, with some big, big drugs. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I was like, I was good, you know, I was sober, I was running a good program, you know, I was, I was real stable. And um, <clears throat> but like a year later, I mean, relationships always make you think mm. of mm-hmm. falling off. I need a drink. Yeah, I want. I, screw it. I want to go get high. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it was that time. Uh, <clears throat> and my my life kind of fell apart in about six hours. You know, mm. and so I, this guy, I you know, it was kind of like I'm gonna put this guy in my back pocket. Maybe someday I'll need him. Mm. You know, I'll keep his number. On my, you know, but way back there under a false name or something, just trying to trick my own self, mm. you know. But yeah. when the time came a year later, all those tricks I tried to do didn't, you know, I got that number. I even, he always worked with them. He was still working there. I went over to him and said, hey, man, I'm ready. What's, what's, what's up? I'm, mm. I'm at the end of my rope. It's, I didn't tell him all that, but hey, let's go. Let's go do this. Yeah. I was, I was. I was done. And... There was no, there was nobody or anything. Well, at the time, I, I didn't want to call anybody because I knew someone would have changed my mind, yeah. or they would have came and sat with me, and 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 I didn't want that to happen. I was, already, I already fell off six years, six six hours ago. Mm. I already made the decision. I'm going to fall off. That's it. Mm. No one's going to stop me. No one's. I don't want to talk to nobody about it. I don't want to see nobody about it. I, you know, where's this guy at? That's all I wanted. And once, you know, once, it was kind of crazy how it went down. I mean, <clears throat> just because I don't think there was any, I didn't give myself a chance. I didn't give anybody a chance to come talk to me, you know, yeah. to try to make me change my mind or help me. <clears throat> yeah. All I knew was I wanted to get high and I wanted to end it right there and my sobriety. And you're like, you're probably going through some stuff that before yeah. that led up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. So it was like. Went right to the efforts real quick. Yeah, I did. And that's kind of like a live and learn situation for me because now I, you know, I know what I went through and I, all of my, all of my um, times I fell off are kind of live and learn situations for me. I know yeah. what to look for. I know what to expect, you know. Um, I went out, that last time I went out, I mean, it was just like I came back with felonies 10 years later. Yeah. Here I am, you know, yeah. sitting right here. You know, I did all my time. I did all everything. I did jump through all the hoops. You know, I got I got uh, back on the right track. You know, uh, <clears throat> um, it was hard. You know, uh, people running your life. You don't run your life. You don't own your life. You don't own nothing. You, you that guy owns your life right over there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just stayed stuck in it. You know, no yeah. matter how how bad it made me feel or how. You know, depressed or pissed off or, you know, everything. I had to stick with it because, I mean, that was it. Uh, I wanted something different. I wanted something better, you know. Yeah. I got to turn my life around. Um, My family's not here no more, you know. This is me. I'm my family. I got kids that I've never been there for. And I kind of want to, 
I want to be the man. I want to be their father again. I want to be their father now. I want to be the person that they could look up to and count on. They call me, I got you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Not, yeah, of course I got you. And then not be there for them. That was mm-hmm. me all the time. You know, always <laughs> lying to my kids. Of course I will. Of course I will do this and that. And then I don't do it. You know? This time today, uh, <clears throat> that's all I got now is, uh, you know, my word and my kids, you know, I got to, those are the, probably the main ones I don't want to lie to you no more, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they deserve better. You know? Yeah. My family, you know. Um, today I like to, I like to make uh, what keeps me sober is commitments. Mm. My commitments are, when I first got out of Alpha House, you know, I want to make my first goal, you know, which was getting my license back. Yeah. Know? That was like a big one for me because I haven't had, I was like kind of looking at it like, damn, I haven't had my license in 23 years, you know. Yeah. You know, I was just like, man, I can't believe I, you know. Um, <clears throat> very big deal. Jumped through the hoops there, paid a couple bills. I didn't think I'd ever get it back. I thought I had to get a lawyer and tens of thousands of dollars and I talked to a lawyer. He gave me some advice because my, my, my charges were down south, and I was running from it. Mm. But they didn't have a long enough reach to come get me. Mm. They're like, your charges aren't even that bad. Stay up there in Montana. We don't, <laughs> we don't want you. We don't uh, want you back. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and uh, we don't care. We're not going to go up there and get you. Yeah. But if you come to our state, we're going to, we'll get you. You know, but so I was, I was like, man, what do I say? 23 years, I haven't talked to these people, and... They're probably going to laugh at me. They're going to probably laugh, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what's going to happen? We're on the phone. They can't do nothing, you know? Yeah. And we worked it out on the phone, and I got my my rights back. and Nice. Got my license back. And, and that was that was my <clears throat> that was my first step of on my road right there, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, you want to talk about that, kind of your determination like once you, like you know, you got to did your time, got the Alpha House, and like you didn't have your license, but you still had to get around. Like your determination, and then you got some stories about riding your bike and stuff. Um, if you can talk about that, you know, just kind of share those stories. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is it. Uh, these jobs and my bike. My bike was my um, my ride to work. My <clears throat> Is, this is something that's going to change my life for the better. It's going to up my, because um, <clears throat> I'm working at this little odd job that's 12 bucks an hour, 14 bucks an hour mm-hmm. to get to the big the big jobs, you know, the big money. I got to jump to these guys. I got to work to these guys. Uh, that's all it is, is uh, everything you do is kind of like a program, mm-hmm. running a program, you know. You gotta run this program, even if it's only fourteen bucks an hour. You gotta run. You gotta be accountable. You gotta be, you know, you gotta do good at your job, you know. And someday, you know, just and and <clears throat> keep it right in everything you do. It's sometimes it gets hard because people are they're above you, and yeah. that's where your ego and everything else gets in. You know, and it's just like, man, you gotta get a hold of that right off the bat. You can't you can't walk around with a chip forever. Yeah. You know, mm. you're trying to change your life, not mess it up again mm. while you're sober. Yeah. You know, I'm sober. Mm-hmm. I don't want my attitude to mess up my my walk right now, you know. Yeah. 
So I always had to watch what I say, watch what I do, you know, and uh, always pray to God, you know. That was me all the time, always praying to God, man. Help me, please help me, help me. I need you. Um, I'm desperate. I, I, I give myself to you. I'm going to, I promise I'll do better. Just help me out with my, my, my anger, you know. Please do not let this person walk all over me today and let, <laughs> let me lose it or something. You know? yeah. Just like, uh, but help, I, help me not to kill him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, I mean, I, I did a lot, and it was it wasn't wasn't easy. But That's I, how I, I pray sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, keep going. But I mean, my bike it was it was crazy because I mean it was winter. It was like five five below, foot of snow out. Mm. Still riding my bike. Yeah. And, these people are all cruising by, just like looking at me, and I feel like such a loser. Like, damn, mm. what a loser! Why am I sober? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what was going through my head. Yeah, know? and then, then I, then I don't know. I just, it's like from from that to then, good things just jump in my head. You know, I start mm. thinking about the book. You know, the God. You know, the my what my pastor said, and what he. We always have good talks. You know, and. Uh, and it's just like you just got to keep pushing forward, no matter what. It'll get better. It'll get better. Mm-hmm. I know it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they like my bike. Maybe that's why they're looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> There's like that guy got somewhere to go, that man. Look at that dedication. A, that guy's got a looking bike. <laughs> Alright, they're checking out your shoes. Yeah, my <laughs> shoes, my boots, uh, my lunchbox. So how far did you have to go on your bike that time? Foot of uh, snow. It was probably just across town. Dang. Like That's still far. Fifteen minutes, fifteen minute ride. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'd do it all again. You know, it just it taught me it taught me how to how to be my own person again. You know, it taught me how to the fundamentals of life. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just get you. You got to work for what you got, what you want, what you, mm. you want to be, what you, you, know, you got to work hard. You can't just get a car given to you, you know, or yeah. anything that's given to you. I mean, it's that's all good and this and that, but I mean, I think it, it's worth more if you really work hard for it, you know. Yeah. Come on. You know, it's like, that's, that's where I was at. And I know I was like, man, I'm going to make my life better. I'm going to make my situation better. I'm not gonna be on this bike forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I worked hard, and man, I got I got where I'm at today. And man, that's pretty cool. Like you know, I've seen your determination ever since you started coming to talking circles, and um, <clears throat> you know, just getting to that point where you jumped in. You're like, hey, can I can I help? Or you know, I I think I just I think it just worked out where I said, hey, you, can you run this meeting for me? I'm gonna be out of town or something, and couple of times you know i had like a like last minute call and then you walked in i was like man can you run this ring i gotta run and then you're just like yeah i'll do it and you're just like i'll just chill about it and i was like all panicking but um <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you demeanor, uh, <laughs> yeah chill i got it <laughs> right, i got it go ahead i got this but uh what can you talk about your experience of running talking circles without you know naming specific names but like i know how it was for me you know sitting there being the facilitator and like just listening to people and how that how that kind of helps you too. Yeah, it's um, me. I always uh, got to change it up and start. I always like I like to read the meditation or talk about what happened to me today. You know, mm. 
what's, what I'm doing today, what happened to me in school today, man. You know what I did today? I, I, I welded this pipe, and it was so perfect right on. I mean, that's what I did today. I, yeah. As a matter of fact, I mean, my, my instructor is just like, man, you're, you're doing really good, you know. And, and yeah, you showed me I the could, video. I could see it, you know. I could see w- where I'm going to be in, like, a couple of years, you know, just by welding that pipe. Yeah. That's that's a really hard thing to do, and I, I picked it up. I learned it. It's like an art, you know. Mm-hmm. You either get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's man, it's so frustrating when you don't get it. Because mm-hmm. man, I was trying to close that gap, and you know, it's like a gap, and you got you got to close it, and and this and and it's burning hot, and sparks are flying, and you know, and it's and I I got it. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to get it. I was so frustrated there last year trying to close this gap, and I kept messing up, and but, but I just kept working on it, working on it, work, worked hard. I'm going to get this. I'm not going to quit, you know. I yeah. can't quit because I've been quitting all my life, and uh, I'm done quitting, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And today I did it, and I was pretty proud of myself. Man. I was like, man, check it out. My my instructor, I went to him, and he's like, I used to I used to fit pipe and I never welded it, but uh, he's like I knew you were a pipe fitter because you you your your work is really really good and I'm like man that takes a lot man it makes a lot I just didn't yeah. know how to weld you know yeah but uh, those are one of my my I like to weld you know it's, it's it's a changer man you know this 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 thing right here is my life it's gonna this schooling this you know everything's gonna get me where I want to be. You know, I want to buy my own house. I want to, you know, <clears throat> I want enough rooms for all my kids. You know, and, yeah. You know, I want, I want to put a big fence around my house. You know, on some horses or whatever. You know, whatever yeah. they want. You know? Come on, yeah. some unicorns. <laughs> I want to invite the whole gang over to the White Eagle and we can have a barbecue. You know, or something, something. You know, yeah. And it's just, it's all, it's all coming true. Yep. You know, it is mm-hmm. my life. It's, it took a while, but it's it's still coming, you know. Um, the blessings, everything is still coming. Yeah. You can't stop them. Once you keep it going and you keep, you, you know, you show up on Sunday, you, you, you pray to God, you, you listen to his stories and just believe in it, you know, and uh, everything just kind of comes true, you know, no matter. You, know, you give, yourself, give yourself to God, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think I can relate to that, like, you know, as I walk the red road, you know, and just keep trusting God, keeping my side of the street clean, these doors just start opening up. Yeah. And like what you what you dreamed about, what you wanted, even like in your addiction, like, oh I wanna do this and that, blah 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 and then those things start coming true. And so it's like, Whoa man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like my whole life I was just pretty much afraid, scared to even try, you know, that's too hard. Mm. I'm gonna it's gonna piss me off. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna fail. I'm scared to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that was my thing forever. And and when I got into school, when I finally made the commitment to enroll myself in school and get all the paperwork done, and I mean, I'm a I'm a I I really can't talk to people. You know, I'm really shy. You know, especially <laughs> especially like other people I don't know. And yeah, now yeah. this is college, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I need help. It's math. I'm a sh- you know. And, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I, you know, I just went to this room and they started helping me. I was like, "Hey, man, I need help. I don't even know how to do this." I mean, I kind of got to just, but I yeah, mean, yeah, this guy right here, he's really good at math. He's a instructor, you know, tutor, you know. And I just sat down and I've been in that. I was probably in that room the whole first semester, just 
yeah. writing papers, getting all my my math done, and, you know, just people helping me out. Like, I, I never knew computers or not now, you know, my laptop. I bought a laptop, don't know nothing about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I know I got to write a paper on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> How do I write a paper on this laptop? You know? Yeah. And it's, you know, just they help you out. You just got to ask for it. You got to. You know, you got to put everything that you've ever was afraid of and scared to do and put all that aside and just go up there and ask. Yeah. You know. Just like, you know, recovery, reaching out. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. Or also, I mean, do you really want to be here? Yeah. Then, then speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, talk, ask somebody. I like that guy's story. Man, I, you know, he mm-hmm. did good. He's 10 years. Oh, my God. Look, you know, his story was so cool. How did you do it? You know, after the after this, I want to talk to you and hang out and yeah. And I met so many people like that, and it's just yeah. No, like hearing stories is like my favorite. Like I remember that first couple years of recovery, man. I was hitting up the speaker meetings. That was like my favorite thing. Sunday morning, man, I was over at downtown or listening to a speaker meeting. Yeah. Oh, and I always went up and shook their hand. Thank you. You know, thank you for sharing your story. Like hearing people's stories. So so amazing, you know, like yeah. we all got something in common and they're strangers until they tell their story and then I'm like, Man, we're we're alike, you know, and can I hang yeah. out with you? Can I, can I <laughs> talk to you for a bit? You know? Can I buy you coffee? Yeah, you know, yeah. something, you know, and it's I met a lot of good people like that and and uh this is me, man. This is this is where it all Billings works for me, you know. Yeah. There's so much help here, there's so much you know people that back you up back up my what i'm what i'm really doing today you know mm-hmm. they, uh, they listen you know you know they help me out you know we help each other out we kind of hang stick together you know? yeah <laughs> what what was that moment like when you said you're done quitting um yeah what what was that like what made you like All right, I'm, I'm just i'm done quitting like what was that yeah. what was that moment what led up to that well, I always remember, you know, like I said, my dad catching me. Yeah. You know, and then I quit school, and it's just, I'm tired of letting everybody down, you know? Mm. My whole life, uh, not really doing anything to my full potential, and I know it's, uh, I'm a late bloomer, but hey, I'm here, and I'm doing it, and yeah. I just want to be a really good, uh, someone <clears throat> that, you know, um, people know my story and uh, how I turned it around and I'm not going to quit today, you know, because I was so used to quitting all the time. um, never finishing anything I started, yeah. you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I get better at everything I'm doing today. I mean, it's, it's, it's to have a clear mind and to walk this road is, is to, it's kind of, it's not that scary no more. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's much easier, especially with all the people that are backing me up and that are in my life today, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's real easy. It's my instructors, man. It's They're cool. They're cool. They tell me which way I should go after I'm done with college. I'm going to be done in the spring, you know? So yeah. That's We're going to barbecue. That's We're going to so, barbecue. That's so crazy, man. I can't. I still can't believe it, you know? I'm going to be graduating college, you know? And, and um, unspoken Never. words will be there, man. We'll bring the potato <laughs> salad. So dope, man. We'll bring the potato salad. <laughs> that, that. Very excited. Yeah, man, I'm happy for you, man. I can't believe it too, man. It's like, man, that close already. Yeah, I can't wait to start, you know, going out there and 
doing what I love to do, you know. And yeah. This is, I like it. I like welding pipe. It's been fun. Yeah, a lot of money in it, too, so you're going to be yeah. rolling. Might have to hit you up for some sponsorship. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor the kids, heck yeah. Get a basketball team going. There we go, there we go. Uh, do you guys have any more questions for Mr. Scott? Not questions, just like, <clears throat> for me, I'm kind of, your story's pretty, it's awesome. And there's just like a couple, I ain't even trying to preach. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> but check this out. Proverbs 20 and 21, he says, a blessing game prematurely leads to destruction. Mm. And it's crazy, like, how even in your use, like, from my point of view, like, even in your use, right, you obviously had a relationship with God. But Deuteronomy 8 and 2 became your life. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8 and 2, he said, I led you into the wilderness to humble you, to teach you, and to prove you, to see where your heart's at, would you follow my commandments or not. Mm. So God was basically telling Moses, like, hey, I used this dry season in your life to prove to you if you really have a relationship with me or not. Do you really believe the things that you're saying, right? That's kind of like what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, even though it was the hardest thing that he went through, it brought him out as a jewel on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, that's where, like, it's in that uncomfortable season of life when you're like, man, you know, like, for me, knowing that, you know, like, this wasn't what God called me to do. Yeah. I was using dope and drinking and being yeah. nobody. But you having the determination to continue to ride your bike in the middle of winter. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, like, that's admirable because, yeah. like, check it out. You don't even know. Like, somebody that saw you, like, the way that you felt inside was like an attack from the enemy. But somebody that saw you was like, that man is determined, and this weather is not going to stop him. Yeah, like, mm. God really used that situation to bring out the lion inside of you, right? Mm. Yeah. Because the son of a lion is also a lion. Yeah. Mm. Lord mm. have mercy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, okay. like, he just showed you, and, and it's yeah. like, our perception at the time is like, and it's not fun when we're going through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you come so. to the other side and you're like, man, then now God is saying like, man, because you have a relationship with me and nobody's perfect, I don't expect you to be perfect, but I see you get up and I see you go after it. And because of that, like here, I, I'm going to open this door for you. I'm going to open this door for you. And even, like, going back to school, being like, you know what, man? I'm going to put this intelligence that's always been inside of you. Now we're going to unlock this treasure chest. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, everything that your hand touches starts to prosper. That's something that I pray over my daughter every day. I said, God, when you bless my daughter that everything that she touches would prosper. Everything that her hand touches would prosper. Mm. Yeah. Like, I speak into my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that's what, like, God was doing to you, bro. Like, and that's so inspiring. It's so hard, like, when we're, when we're at a young age, kids, because we want to do good because our parents keep pushing us to do good. Yeah. But then somewhere along the road, we fall off that path. And, yeah. and it's hard to get back on. Or else you get back on only when your parents are around. Mm. Yeah. But you're really not back on. Yeah. You're faking it, you know? Faking the I've funk. I've been faking it for a long time, you know. Yeah. Because deep down, I knew, you know, I'm a failure. 
You know, yeah. deep down, I'm a failure. In my head, I was a failure. Yeah. Mm. I might as well go kick it at the bar with my other failure buddies and yeah. go yeah. kick it over here and with my other failure. You know, that's all I thought I ever was, you know. Mm. And uh, until I actually quit believing in that and um, actually started doing the footwork and, you know, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do it this time. I'm not going to mess around. I'm, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to prove to myself, and uh, I'm going to stay on this. And the only way I'm going to stay on this is if I keep committing myself to things that will help others somehow or some way, things that will better myself, my life, um, keep making goals. You know, those are my biggest – that's my biggest thing that always – you know, commitments – Making good commitments and plus making goals will keep me sober. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It'll keep me busy. Because when you're sober and you're like, man, it's boring. What am yeah. I going to do? Yeah. You know? I don't I don't, I don't like, you know, I want to call up this guy. Oh, but he still uses and drinks. Yeah. yeah. I can't call him up. Yeah. You know? Man, who do I know that doesn't, you know? I will do something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And now it's like, man, my whole phone is full of people that just I met around town that just they're sober, still doing it like I'm doing it. Yeah, right on. And we all just, man, I'm gonna call the Scott, man. We'll we'll just sit there and talk. And you know, I mean, one time I was sitting outside. I just got out of class. I got to do this paper. I'm like, oh my god, man, what am I gonna do? I don't feel like going in there and asking for help today. Yeah, just in one of those moods, like, man. Yeah, I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to talk. I just, (laughs) I, I wanna, I wanna fail again. Wow. I was I was trying to set myself up to start throwing a pity yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Um, well, I had to have a cigarette first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there smoking, really thinking. He called up one of my buddies in the program. You know, he's like, yeah. "Dude, you got this, man. Go in there. Go in there." Yeah, I'm like, all right, man. I just hung up and went in there, and you know, sometimes it takes a little push from someone that you mm-hmm. know. You yeah. Know? That's also walking the road with you. Just a little to nudge. Get you, yeah, to get you inside those doors. Yeah. It was like, man, those doors were probably a thousand pounds. I couldn't open them. You know, <laughs> I, uh, no, I don't want to go in there. Yeah. I don't feel like asking for help today. I'm so tired. I don't, you know, I just want to, uh, I want to yeah. go home and watch some TV. I don't want to do this, you know, but I do got to get this paper done. Yeah. I got to get this paper done no matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want my butt, and I started thinking about everything, you know, just, What's going to push me to get through those doors today? And I just had to call somebody, man. I, man, I got to call somebody. I got to call my buddy. He's He always gives good talks. He always gives good nudges and good pep yeah, talks. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And he did, man. And we sat there and talked and he laughed, you know, because I, I couldn't, I don't want to go in and ask for help today. He's like, boo, dust, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got any questions, more, more questions, Mr. Beaumont? <clears throat> um, <laughs> no, not questions. I, I don't even know where to start because there's so much similarities between you know listening to your story and mine. Like I almost stopped you and said you're supposed to be telling your story, not mine. <laughs> you know, from dropping out behind your dad's back. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see what. I, oh, uh, I like what you said about you know at some point you gotta ha- stop having a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, mm. that's no. Even today, you know, that was me too. You know, I had yeah. a chip on my shoulder. When my attitude starts getting bad. I, I got to step aside and and like ask myself, you know, what's the solution? What what can we do to stop this? 
this uh, attitude from coming out, you know, mm-hmm. before it really messes things up, you know. Yeah. I mean, mm. Those are things you got to ask yourself all the time. But when you start getting, when, you're at, when your brain starts going bad, you got to step aside and just kind of think about it and take exactly. a time out. yourself. Exactly, that self-talk. You know? yeah. And then, you know, of course, riding your bike, like, man, I remember one time it was like 20 below. And I, and I just had to go. I made it to the bus stop. I remember one time, too, I I didn't have my bike. But I had to get groceries, so I got on the bus, went up to Walmart, timed it out just right in the heights, went out there and stood by the bus stop, and I had these bags of groceries and waiting for it. And it started to snow in the bus. I seen the bus come around the corner, and it's coming down the street, and I started digging in my pockets. Okay, where's my wallet? I got to show my bus pass. I Man, I lost my wallet. Uh, and so I'm yep. up there at you know in the dead of winter, yeah. just starting to snow phone, no bike, no nothing, no wallet. And that lady, she said, oh, well, she goes, I remember you from, I'm the one that dropped you off. So go ahead and get in. And she said, you know, well, I'll get you back. I'll get you back downtown. And so, you know, and then time, you know, like, you know, riding down the bike or riding down the bike, riding down the street <laughs> on your bike and and thinking, man, you know, all these people are staring at me. And they're probably saying stuff, you know, and some of them might have been. I don't know. But, but most of them probably didn't even didn't even pay me no no mind. Yeah. But um, I I remember one time I. I was sitting there watching uh, TV, and all I had was um, a, a ham sandwich, I think it was. Ham sandwich and maybe some chips. And then they had, that was when they had those Golden Corral commercials, and they're showing steaks and all these <laughs> food and stuff, and I couldn't go get that kind of stuff. And I was laughing around about it, and I told my dad, and my dad just has his way of saying the most profound things sometimes. And he goes, well, think of it this way. Someday you'll look back on that and laugh yeah. when you're eating a steak. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, and he... And, Man, he's always, let's go out to eat, let's go out to eat, and we'll eat. And then every once in a while, he'll bring it up. Remember that time you were watching the meat steaks on TV, you're eating that ham sandwich? And he goes, how does it taste? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but that, man, that resiliency. And then, you know, that, uh, what what Randy, you know, when he quoted his, his verse from the Bible, I can't remember what, exactly how it goes, but but basically, you know, I'm using this to show you, or to, to, so um, but I th- the way I took it was that, you know, you could prove to yourself that you have the ability, not only do you have the ability, but that you are closer to God. Because there were times when that's all I had. Yeah. That is all I had. And then, you mm-hmm. know, that, that quote that we I shared the other day was, uh, you, you don't know how strong you are until being, being strong, strong is the only thing you have. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's what I, that reminded me of that, too. So that, I mean, there's just so much similarity between your story and mine. The fact yeah. that you know you got that resilience and you got that that um, uh, that th- stick-to-itiveness in your mind, you know, and I'm going to get through this. And then even if I have to stop, get outside myself, and you know, re- regroup because I do that all the time too. You yeah. know, like man, I got to whoa, 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 what's going on here? And stop and just kind of you know that self-talk and say, hey, what's going on? Let's figure this out. Let's keep moving forward because. Yeah, man, it's just it's just a powerful thing to to hear that when when you talk about I'm done quitting. Yeah, yeah, because it's, nope. it's so it, that's easy. I've quit. It's just like you said, I quit everything. That's yeah, true. If, if, if it's if it's if it's if it's hard, then I wanted to quit. Yes, and yeah. then, oh, oh, the other thing too was <clears throat> your license. Like I hadn't had mine for like eighteen years. But still, it was a long time, and then I got it. I'm like, 
And at the time, I thought, man, this is this is great. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. This is great. That was like, yeah. I've never seen one of these in a while. The one that was legit. And so, I mean, to us, I mean, to other people, that might seem like a small thing, like, oh well, everybody has their license, you know. But to us, and what we've been through, and how how our um, you know our lives turned out, to, you know, the choices that we made, that's yeah. a huge thing. Well, and so I just yes, got sir. I gotta say. Man, my hat's off to you. Congratulations oh, on everything you. that you accomplish. You're <clears throat> you're an inspiration, and I think your story is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm still still going. You know, um, I don't plan on giving up anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's funny about that bike because it was one of them days. Man, the day was going so great. I went home. I usually tie my bike up to the railing right outside the steps, and I ran upstairs. I had, to, I think, I had to get some paperwork or something. And I come back down, only only took like three or four minutes grabbing yeah. stuff, and I was locking my door up. And I ran back downstairs. And I look at, I go outside to jump on my bike and unlock it, and all that's laying there is my my lock it's cut. It got cut. <laughs> you know, hey, the bike's they, gone. I was they like, did what? that to me too. They stole mine outside the courthouse. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, you know what? That guy probably needs it more than I do. You know? yeah. Good luck, man. You know, I gotta go. And I took yeah. off running. Uh, I, I wasn't right so on. magnanimous with my thoughts, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I, was I like, didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want that to mess up the rest of my day. You know, I mean, I yeah. Like, I was just like, you know what? That guy probably needs it more than I do. You know, you know. Good luck. I hope. I hope you get whatever you know. Whatever it is. Yeah. You, whatever you needed you know? it for. I hope you get there. And I mean, I got a bike. Like <laughs> a few days later, I got a brand new bike, man. Well, I guess I, you know, I yeah. had money. I had to save up. Like, man, I'm just gonna get another bike. That's cool. Yeah, it's dope. I, that, I think. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, but like, it, it's crazy because one thing that you mentioned, you were like, Billings works for me, yeah. and that's such an uh, anomaly because, mm-hmm. you, like, even for myself, like, this was my playground. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's like after I went to like, after you know, for the hundredth time. Going to rehab, coming home. Hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, you've been there so long, you're like, man, this ain't going to work for me. Like, yeah. it never does. And then you go in there, and then it's that time it works. Uh, um, but when I came back, even the house that I went into had everything in it that I battled against. Yeah. And it's like, God used that situation, too, to really pull the best out of me. Yeah. And that's us, You know what I mean? things all the time to make us think about. You know, your next step or yeah. or laugh at that, you know. that's yeah. It's got humor, you know. But yeah. it comes in crazy, and you're like, oh, that's fun. You know, man, that's that's crazy. Like you're succeeding <laughs> in your playground yeah. is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. You know yeah, what like, I mean? And that doesn't have a hold on yeah. you. I, I tell a lot of people, like, getting out of Alpha House, they come here to my meetings and stuff, and they, they I know where they come from, you know, yeah. the res, you know. Yeah. And me, it was like the res, I can't go back to the res. Uh, There's nothing yeah. there for me. Uh I gotta make something here. I've got to, because if I go back there, I'm not gonna last. You know, yeah. there's nothing mm. there to keep me sober. There's, there's so many people here. There's so many groups here, and there's people that, you know, and it's just it's depressing over there for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get depressed and I'll start drinking. Yeah, right off. You know, I was in a, I was in a bad situation. I was just barely sober. You know, barely. You know, a year and a half sober, and I knew I wasn't gonna last if I go back. Yeah. So I gotta stay here. For sure, and and like, out. yeah, being in your old playground, always like if in our old playground, like we always play basketball, 
But this time we came back to our playground. We switched it up. We're playing four square now. Yeah, <laughs> we're a yeah. totally different game. Yeah. And that's the way I had to look at it too. You know, <laughs> I come into the game. I'm playing four square, man. I'm what is four square? I ain't never heard of four square. You ain't played. Well, you guys you. ain't played four square. Uh, what? I, I mean, so I, like I playing volleyball when you like. No, no, no. I, I know what it. Poof. I know what it is. I just don't know how to play it. Like, I oh, it's pretty fun. So, like, you know, there's the square that's cut up into four smaller squares. You stand in your square, and then remember, like, that dodgeball, that ting, like, oh, that yeah, makes that noise. Big rubber one? Yeah, that big. So, you get one of those, and then you got to try to bounce it in the other person's square and out, and then that person's out. And you just keep doing that until everybody's out, and you win. Oh. So, it's kind of like volleyball, but you're bouncing it. Boom, boom. So, but. But if you if it comes to you and you try to bounce it into someone else's square and it bounces in your square and goes out, then you're out. What do you play that like outside on the playground? Yeah, do you go to Didn't any playgrounds. There's their four squares. Yeah, yeah, we right. see those squares. Yeah, yeah. That's what that. I just never know. We should play go play it. us four right here. Yeah, I'll show you guys what's up. Let's go. I'm the I'm the MJ of four square. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't played in a long time, but it's pretty fun though. Um, so Mr. Scott. Um, I don't think we have any more questions, but I just wanted to open it up to you right now. If you have any like message out there for, you know, anybody that's in pre-release right now, cause I know those dudes, they listen to our, to our show or if there's anybody, you know, fresh to recovery, you know, just anything from your experience that you want to sh- just put it out there, like do's and don'ts maybe. Um, just find what's best for you. What makes you comfortable. Um, a lot of times I felt like giving up, you know, yeah. but giving up was an option, you know. I mean, how can I, what can I do to get this up, this giving up feeling out of my, my head right now? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, I once found, found a good church, uh, you know, I found a good, good meetings, you know. I feel like going to this one tonight. I feel like going to this one tonight. I feel like calling this person up, you know. You got to do anything and everything to stay sober. Yes. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's hard. It's hard, uh it's mm-hmm. frustrating. But all that passes if you really work your program right, uh mm-hmm. hang out with the right people. Don't ever get back to the old the old crew. Yeah. Stay off Sorry. Facebook. <laughs> Tell them stay yeah. off Facebook. Preach it. You know. That's yeah. just stay off all that social media, man. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, wait wait a year. Stay sober for a year. Try it out. Yeah. Stay stay away from everything for one year and, you know, see what happens. You know, work yeah. it. Work your program. Work work something. Uh, I mean, get, you got to you gotta get comfortable in what you're going to do. And uh, sometimes it gets really frustrating. It does. Don't give up, though, because things happen, you know. Yeah. It happens. It takes a little while, but it happens. It's still happening right now. I mean, now it's just like happening all the time. It's like, man, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't got a lot of money right now. I'm pretty broke. But you know <laughs> what? It's, I'm freaking happy, you know? Yeah. I'm so happy right now. And like I said, today was, it was, it was, it was, school was good today. I loved it, you know? Yeah. I just, I come out of there with a, man, just like, you know, I love being sober. I love doing what I'm doing right now. You yeah. Know? And, uh. Talking to my instructor, you know, him patting me on the back, man, you did some good stuff, you know what I'm saying, today. Yeah. And, and I really felt like I did, too, you know. I mean, yeah. I, really, I really got a hold of this. 
and uh, I got this, you know. Yeah. You know, there was a time where I was like, man, I don't got this. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God. I'm getting scared. I'm going to pull out my hair. Yeah. I'm getting frustrated. I can't get this. Yeah. And I just kept trying and trying, you know, and trying. And, man, I started getting it. Man, bam, 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 bam. And now it's just, it's it comes to me so naturally now. It's, like, real easy. And it's yeah. Like, man, that's dollar signs. For like sure. That. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I like that. I got this, you know. No, nah, that's good, man. I'm going to go share this with my daughter. I'm going to go share this with my lady. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I had a good day today. Right on. So you haven't been home yet? No. Okay, so <laughs> right on. Thanks for coming in tonight. Thanks for sharing your words. Thanks for sharing your story. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. He gone. And what we'll do right now is uh, just go around the horn and we'll get your reflections, and I'll throw it over to your favorite Indian. Oh, I was trying to point at Randy. Mr. Haircut himself. Mr. Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Ain't I, nothing he, but a... How did it go? Yeah, yeah. You got to let that one go because I got too many break. handles as it is. We just um, keep adding on. Just keep adding and yeah. adding. Anyway, um, <laughs> we multiply. We never subtract. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of cool. <laughs> no division here. It's, it sounded cool. Put that on a t-shirt. We don't die. We multiply homes. Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, feedback on Mr. Oh, Scott's yeah, interview. Man, I, like I told him, man, there's so much, so many things that he was talking about, and he. You know, in his story that I can relate to, like I did those things, yeah, exactly, almost to the to the T, to the T, yeah. And you know, just listening to his his resilience and his um uh, his fortitude and his ability to work through his issues, it, it's just it's an amazing thing. I mean, I can't, you know. I, I already said it. I mean, I don't want to re- start repeating myself, but, yeah, I heard a lot of myself in everything he said. Right on, right on, right on. What about you, Mr. Podcotty? Dude, I was just kind of blown back because I've, I've known him, like, not personally. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen him, and, he, you know, he's always super quiet. Yeah. But that was the longest um, I've known him or, or been in the room with him. And just to hear that story, like, I'm like, damn, like, dude, like, you fought tooth and nail to get where you're at today. So, and, like, where you're going is going to be even better than, you know. Anywhere you've ever been. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's, like, inspiring. That's, like, I don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like it took every excuse out of the window for me because I'm like, okay, this man. Like, rode his bike in freaking negative degree weather to get to work, to get to wherever he needed to go. Yeah. And he still maintained his sobriety. Right on. Yeah. Um, so, for me, man, I just see somebody that overcame all obstacles. Mm. And he's like, okay, I know where I'm going. I've had everything else before, but now I know where I'm going and nothing's going to stop me. Word. And I see a determined determined individual that's going to that's gonna get everything he deserves. Yeah. You know, but this time he's going to have a deeper appreciation for it. He probably already does. I can't speak for him or anything like that. But yeah. that's just my takeaway. I'm like, damn, that's dope. Word, 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 word. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like when he's talking about anger, 
you know, can't get angry. Man, I I totally felt that. I was just like, yeah, man, me too. I can't allow myself to get angry. And even if I do, man, I was, you know, time out, hold up, let's regroup, um, and then move forward. And then he was talking about that too. He didn't say time, he calls time out, but he said, if I'm getting this attitude, I got to step back. And you know, I was like, hell yeah, man, I got to do that sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah. You know, because like the old me wants to come out and I want to say thing. I want to say something here. So, I mean, I got to call time out and just chill for a minute. And then I was like, okay, well, it's not a big deal. You know, that little call that said this and hurt my feelings. That's commendable. <laughs> Damn her. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I thought that was going to come out. I thought that was coming out there when, when you weren't even trying to preach. <laughs> I know, but. But the other thing that um that he said that really kind of really resonated with me was that when he said, I was, I'm done quitting. Mm-hmm. I was just like, boom, hell yeah, man. That's powerful, huh? Yeah. Done quitting. And I was just like, man, I remember that. I remember that. I was like, yeah, man, this is it. I'm done. You know, I'm done. I'm just going to move forward. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And so, yeah, man, that totally resonated with me. And, you know, when he first started coming around, I was kind of unsure. You know, like you said, he was quiet. And I was just like, I didn't really know what to think. But he always showed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever we're doing, like we planted this garden over here at the corner of, of the property here, and he showed up and he grabbed a shovel and he started working. And I was like, "All right, all right yeah. this, guy, this guy's down for the cause," you know. That's dope, man. So that was that was huge and faithful. Yeah, and he's been you know running talking circles about four or five four years now. So it's cool, man. And you know, I appreciate the brother and. You know, he invited us down, remember? He he made sure that we were there when he yeah, did his yeah, proposal yeah, yeah. this summer, and that was pretty tight. You know, I never I never been there when somebody proposed, <laughs> you know? So I thought that was cool, man. Yeah, that was cool. And so yeah, I appreciate Gilbert. And if you guys are in the Bellings, Montana area in November, the last Sunday of November, please stop on by because then you'll get to hear Gilbert's full story. Um, he's going to do a speaker meeting, uh, the White Eagle Talking Circle speaker meeting in November. Yes. All right. Well, An- another thing that oh. what was I going to say? Shoots, it just—it was probably a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. But like, was <laughs> uh. his choice of words right? Yeah. Because usually, like, when it's, like, from my observation, I always run into people who aren't really done. Uh, Scared to say, like, quit. Yeah. They always get the super sacred tone. Well, I'm just going to put it away for a while. But but then, like, you know what I mean? Like, co-culture, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for him, he's like, yeah, no, quit. I'm done. Yeah. Like, and for me, like, I'm like. Super sacred. (laughs) (laughs) No, not to make fun of anything. Like, but, like. But I'm like, because I had cousins that do that, right? Like, they yeah, always yeah. come to sobriety, and then I, I just put it away for a while. Yeah, yeah, And you know they're not done. They're just having yeah. the time of, you know. Yeah. Um, That's why I said that. But his choice of words, I'm like, that's dope, man. This guy is done. Yeah. Because that's how I was, too. Yeah. Like, I can't ever, like, not to say that I'm, like, super confident. There's obviously things that I have to put in place so that it does come true. But it's like. I've already made the decision that I don't ever want to use again. Word. And I'm not saying that like from a prideful place, but I'm saying yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Dope, man. Shout out. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, DJ, if you are queued up and can give me the high sign, why don't you hit me with that B? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. Bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Hey, 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 we're in the Speak on It episode 46. Here we go. And we're going to have a little debate here. Have just a little seem- fun with it. Yeah, just have a little fun with it. We might start arguing, cussing at each other, but that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Um, Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, because these guys been dodging the facts, so I want to get it on the table. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Holy so cow. this whole goat debate, uh, as far as basketball goes, um, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, that whole goat debate, and uh, I'm just gonna toss it out there, see what you guys got to say. Whichever one wants to go first. Well, what I will say first thing off is I already know who the goat is. I think we're going to be arguing for second place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know MJ is the goat yeah. to me. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Um, All right. But I think. <laughs> but I also go. believe <laughs> that Kobe is better than LeBron. I think LeBron's okay unfairly okay. seen as the other guy. Yeah. I think it's MJ, then Kobe, and then LeBron. A very distant third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that totally. Uh, no. No, no, no. I got I got LeBron, MJ, LeBron, and then Kobe. Okay. Why is that? Well, okay. Well, think of it this way. Uh, three of Kobe's rings were on Shaq's back. And... LeBron, on the other hand, took a dead-ass Cavaliers team to the finals. He didn't win because he ran into that super team from Golden State. But, that was 2015, right? But he still carried that whole entire franchise for how many, what, four or five years? What, four years in a row? And the last year, that last year that they went and they played uh, Durant and them, that mm-hmm. team was just, just a bum-ridden no, they never had a chance, but he made he he got him there. You, don't be talking it. about Zadrunas like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy, Gauskas, baby. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, you got a fair point, but Very you look at like remember, like the Western Conference was like super tough back then. True, and Kobe was young. Like I don't think he obviously he was an like alpha male, right? Mm-hmm. But you saw him take over in those key moments, like getting the boards and you know what I mean? Like hitting it when it counted. Like that's where like he had that killer instinct for me Mm. that was very similar to MJ. Mm -hmm. And LeBron, man, as good as he is, like he doesn't, he doesn't have that, man. But you're right, man. He did lead Cleveland with crappy squads, but he's doing exactly what they paid him for. Um, versus on the other hand, like you take somebody like Kobe who was drafted out of high school, but he made sure that he was the hardest work. And and I'm not saying like LeBron's not either, but like, but he would rather take that last shot. Like it would, it lived and died with him. 
in those key moments, even though LeBron got him there, he deferred. Like, you know, like how he passed off to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, that's, for me, like, I'll never, like, take anything away from his greatness. But for me, that's where I'm like, that's why they're, that's why Kobe and MJ are better than LeBron in my book. That That is a strong point, though, especially with, with, uh, the example when he passed off to Kyrie and Kyrie hit that shot and that's yeah. the one that won it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I will concede that he definitely doesn't does he doesn't have that 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 last little bit of killer instinct that killer instinct yeah, yeah like we're either gonna win the championship with me or not at all mm. like that's what he doesn't have that and Kobe and MJ had that that is a very very valid point you swayed me a little bit. Mm. Swayed me a little bit on that one because looking back, I mean, I can see it. And see, my biggest argument was the fact that he could, you know, basically drag those guys through the season, get them to the finals, and then what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why don't you, okay, yeah, you, okay, so you swayed me a little bit. There's still, all right. It's ready to tip. It, it's ready to tip. <laughs> it's ready to tip. I mean, so what say you, Mr. Mohawk? <clears throat> Um, I think Iguodala's the goat. <laughs> no, I just seen a meme the other day. It's Bill said, like Beard. from 2014 to 2019, um, five straight champion or five straight NBA finals. Iguodala had three rings. LeBron had one ring, and they're just kind of like making fun of like LeBron fans, like always yeah. saying he made it to the finals ten years in a row. Blah blah blah. And then it's like in that span of time, Iguodala had more trophies and. Same amount of MVPs and stuff. <laughs> They're saying Iguodala is the goat. So then I commented on there. I said Iguodala equals, and I put the little goat emoji. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, <clears throat> yeah, I think definitely um, I come from a unique place because I hated Kobe. You know. I did, too. I didn't like man, Kobe. I hated him. Um, I don't know why, because, like, when he first came in the league, man, I was all about Kobe, man. I had, I had you know. High school for freshman year, that was his rookie year. I had his shoes. I his just found Adidas. A, those Adidas, the very first Kobe, the Kobe ones. I had them. Weren't they black and white? They're yeah, they're black and white. But I had the all white ones that were had the black you know lines yeah, coming yeah, yeah. up. I have them. I'll show you guys the picture here. Um, and I'm in my Plenty Cool Boyers jersey. You know, so um, but then I, I, full regalia, full regalia. <laughs> I even had full kind of garb. A, we kind of had a mullet going on, but anyway, I'll show you guys the picture after we're done here. Anyway, full costume. so I went from that, and then like the Kings came about, and then like I was Kings fan, like hardcore Kings fan. I I love Chris Webber the way he played, man. I wanted to play like him. I wanted to be Chris Webber, you know the I'm way he played for it too. Yeah, <laughs> and then. uh Anyway, so then that's why I started hating Kobe. But then later on, like in his next, when he went on that championship run, the last two, I was rooting for him quietly because I already had let everybody know I hated Kobe, you know. <laughs> but uh, Can't go back <clears throat> on your word now. Huh? Yeah, so I, I rooted for him quietly and by myself. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, definitely, like, I mean, their, their games were so similar. Uh, I always felt like Kobe was just, you know, copycatting Jordan. But I mean that's a tough task to do, and like he he was a bigger, stronger player. Um, so I, yeah, definitely a close second to MJ. Um, and then like LeBron, you know, I can appreciate that. You know, he's a big. He for me, he falls into that category, like you know Shaq 
Shaq was a dominant, huge, like ginormous person. Um, but when I watched games, when Shaq was like, when I watched NBA at that time, when Shaq was dominating, I was like, man, this dude could average fifty easy. But he didn't because yeah. he, he didn't have that that something extra. Yeah, he didn't have that something extra. Like, give me the ball, you know, give me the ball twenty, thirty times a game. I'm gonna score sixty every game. I'm gonna score fifty every game because he could. But he didn't. Yeah. And that's how I kind of look like uh, LeBron. Yeah, he took those teams to the finals, but then he lost. So it's like, you know, compared to like MJ, he took the team. His teams went to the finals six times in a row, and six times in those six times he won. You know, so then like this whole LeBron, like, like he, I mean, you guys said that he just doesn't have that killer instinct. And. For a while there, I hated him for that. I don't hate him anymore. You know, I don't got that hate in my heart <laughs> for him anymore. Um, Thank God he took it away. Yeah, I just prayed to God I gave it to God. <laughs> but no, just one day, like I, mean, I just, wow. I think it was that last time when Golden State beat him. I mean, I still, I still talk smack. I like to talk smack with you guys about it. But um, it was that last time when Golden State beat him. In the finals, like I felt sorry for him. I was like, man, he ain't got that killer instinct. You know what I admire about him now, though, is like, dude, like every day people hate on him. Oh yeah, and every year he comes back, bro. <laughs> like, and I'm like, and I know it's unfair, but yeah. then, it, but you also like, I think when he lost against the Warriors too that first time, uh huh. Remember you were talking about that, like mm-hmm. when he lost against that super team, yeah. Like, the very next morning, he was back in the gym. Like, on Instagram, he shared on his story, and I'm like, dude, like, this guy works hard. Like, LeBron James, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll never take away from his greatness. Yeah. But now, like, in his later years, too, like, I appreciate watching him because I know five years down the road, we probably won't be watching him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when he retires, I'm going to throw a party at the house. You guys can come over. I'm going to be happy <laughs> as hell that, and, I, that I can watch basketball and he's not playing. And that's all, like, I was But that's like, not hate. <laughs> but like Kobe, right? Yeah, I was like you. Like I didn't really like. We were always chase scatting, so we didn't have um, cable all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So I watched him when we could, and I liked him. As <laughs> 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 well, a I was raised by a single mom. You know what I mean? Like, I and there was a lot of us in the house, and we had more pressing concerns than cable. But like, but um. Watching him, and then, then got into my addiction, mm. and then like didn't watch any sports. Like, oh you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then coming back, like in my sobriety, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, I think twenty sixteen is when I started like watching basketball again. Uh-huh. Once I started playing like two K, yeah, you know. Then by then, Kobe was already on his way out, and I didn't have a chance to really appreciate that. But I loved. Like, I remember watching him when he would battle against Sacramento Kings. I'm mm, like, man, mm. this kid is good. Yeah. And I was a Kings fan at that yeah, time, yeah, too. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is fire. Like, because they were young, man, they were fresh. They were, like, yeah. they had Jay Will on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. White chocolate. Like, bro, with all his passes. And so I'm like, man, that's dope. But I never rooted for him. Yeah. And then now you fast forward to the end of his career. I'm like, dang, I never really got a chance to appreciate him. Yeah. Mm. 
But then when I look back at the tapes, I'm like, damn, this guy was good. Especially like seeing all these young cats that were influenced by him, like Jason Tatum and, mm-hmm. and Jalen Brett, like all them guys that work out with them. Yeah. Like they worked out with them before. Like who was it? Giannis worked out with them before and he yeah. told him that you're you're next up. Like yeah. he's like you have no doubt that you're gonna win something like that. And yeah, yeah, Giannis yeah. like won this year, like like that's his lasting impact. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, man, I wish I had a chance. So now, like with LeBron in the later stages of his career, I'm like, I'm not going to let this one slip. Yeah. Like, I want to appreciate this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm kind of with Josiah, too. Like, I I mean, I never really never really cared for him. I think it was because he had seemed like he had, like, an attitude, right? Yeah. yeah. But sometimes... Somebody, somebody That's get never that happened guy. in like somebody, nine months. Bro. <laughs> somebody kick that dude out of here. Like twenty episodes. <laughs> I think longer than that. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's all good. But, <laughs> but anyway, I think we uh, a lot of times because um, even in my addiction, man, I just love sports. I was just always watching them, all kinds of sports. Yeah. But like we 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 mistake that kind of uh, that killer instinct and that will to win and that desire, you know, to go to take yourself to that next level, we kind of mistake that for an attitude. And I think that's what I did yeah. for the longest time with Kobe. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so I kind of, you know, I always didn't like him and, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta give respect where respects due. Yes. It's like, it's like uh, Tom Brady, you know, I hate that son. Of <laughs> I do. But yeah. when he went and he took the bucks last year and beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I said, man, I, all right, I got, I got to give it up. I give you the respect that you deserve. Because he he wins, right? He gets yes, he wins, sir. even though he's like fifty thousand years old. And yeah, he, even though he's a hundred, yeah, even though he's like hundred and fifty. But thousand. so 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 same thing with with Kobe. And the only reason why I really even started watching LeBron is because he went to Miami, and I was a big Dwayne Wade fan. Loved the Flash. Loved the yeah. fl- early, you know, yes, when, when when he won his first championship with uh, Shaq. Yeah, man, uh, that's. And I loved his game. I just he's just slick, you know. Yeah. The, his his style of play, I just loved it. And then mm-hmm. uh, LeBron came on, and Chris Bosh, I didn't, you know. Yeah. Eh. Meh. Yeah. So I mean, that's when I started. And then after that, I kind of started following LeBron, and then he was doing all these, um, take you know, going to the finals. And then I, as much as I love Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, I I want I wanted them to not succeed either because they were too good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, stop them. If you can stop those guys, then you got something. So Golden State was different for me, though. Like, I wanted to hate them, but I couldn't because I respected the fact that all their key players came up in that system. Mm. Like Draymond, Clay. But they added key components, but it wasn't like a superstar, superstar until they added KD. Like, KD to me, like, man, he's good. Like, great skill-wise, like. And I respect him, mm-hmm. but I really can't take him seriously. I mean, but I, there's no other player I would rather have yeah. take a shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, man, he is awesome. But I'm like, you ruined it because I was actually an OKC fan. Yeah. Like, because of the, the they were the Seattle Supersonics. And that was, like, always my real team, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I loved MJ and, and watched him. and But I was a Sean Kemp fan, like, um. So I've always had Are you this, with me? Yeah, so I've had always had this like thing for the uh Thunder. And then the way that he did them, I'm like, man, like but then I also understand too, because the NBA is different, like and my brother said it to me, he was like, 
well, how come it's a problem when players choose to leave and it's never a problem when the teams want to trade them? Yeah. And they always say there's no loyalty, but it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right because the owners never had loyalty. Mm. The GMs. Yeah. And and then, <clears throat> do, then on top of all of that, you know, as pure as our hearts are for that game because we all grew up around yeah. it. And, you know, yeah. it's res ball is just like life to, to a lot of natives. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that in the NBA level, that's business. Even in college now, yeah. It's, yeah. it's business. Which is it's good. money. Yeah, shout so, out college. <laughs> I mean, we got we to gotta accept that. And I might start watching college now. I'd rather watch a college game over an NBA game. For real, though, me. I don't like college, man. You don't? I like it because it's kind of a lot more pure, I guess, like uh, a lot more team basketball. It is, though, but I never, like, like the whole thing, like the whole business sense. Yeah. I'm like, why are you guys getting billions of dollars, but your players don't? Mm-hmm. They're risking everything. The thing that kind of ruined it for me <coughs> lately is the one and dones. Yeah. Um, I mean, and but I, they're taking a risk going there. Yeah, I, I understand it. I mean, they're I, I feeding it. like Zion took a risk going there. I think he had a million dollar insurance claim, or not claim, but a million dollar insurance, mm-hmm. or was it three million? Like if he got injured or wasn't able to go into the NBA, like it was projected that yeah. he would get that uh, million dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's always it's kind of like mobbish to me. Mm. Because I'm like, how are you making all this money? And that's kind of like what the United States does, right? Yeah. They're like, I want you to give everything. I want you to give everything, but we take, we reap, we reap off of your hard work. Yep. And that's what I never understood about college because we're always like, oh, it's not about the money. It's about the love. But what is college all about? It's all about the money. It's about, it's, it's about money. Yeah. I mean, that's, it. You can't go to college if you don't have money. Mm-hmm. But then you can come play for me, and you're not going to get money. Mm. While, while, while we make while we make money, money off of you. Off the, yeah. And if you get hurt and you don't have a way or a means to support your family after your basketball career, you're out of luck. Mm. But And, and their, their argument has always been, but you have a free degree. Yeah. But no. you, you, know, you might not even make it that far. Not really, you know so, what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, the the NIL, that that rule is... I think How is huge. college, though? Do they still honor their scholarships when their players get injured? Uh-uh. Man, college is kind of cutthroat, too. Yeah, Brazil. Because they only have so many spots, like, the only so many scholarships that they can give out. Yeah. And then, like, say, Josiah loses his, but you come along and say, well, this other guy, Randy's better, or just as good, but Josiah can't even walk. Yeah, I'm sorry, Josiah. It's nice to know you. We'll help you with financial aid if you need mm-hmm. it. And like just being in that realm, even at the low <laughs> level that I was, you know, got that scholarship to go play the NAIA school. Yeah, like, at that, I mean, it becomes a job. Where'd you go over here, at Rocky? Rocky. But I mean, it starts as soon as you get to school. Six a.m. workouts. Boom, 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 and then like shoot arounds every day. In the evening, and so it's like work out, go to class, go shoot around, homework, go to sleep, and it was just like boom, boom. It was like it takes up all your free time, and it becomes a job. 
That was one of the questions I was had because I always see these native athletes sign with Rocky. How come they never stick it out there? <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of like where native I basketball think, players go to die. Uh, I mean, I mean, I hate to say that. Because I think, not, I'm like, not saying that like because you wouldn't played there, but I'm saying. Like, oh no! Because <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I didn't even think it like that. I didn't even think it like that. But like all these phenoms, yeah. Because right? I think like they're probably one of the only like MSCB ain't offering them nothing. So like they're offering because uh, they want they see the town they would ask them to come over and they hear scholarship. <clears throat> But, like, even when I went there, it was, like, a partial. I still had to take out six Gs and student loans to go there. Oh. It's freaking expensive to go there. So they don't even give you a full-ride scholarship over there? Yeah, unless, like, when I was there, like, there was, like, five of us that had partial that came right out of high school. Yeah. And they gave full rides to JUCOs and other players that transferred over from four years. So they're saying, we want you to come play for us, but we're not even going to pay for your education. We're just going to give you half. Yeah. Dude, that's so dumb, bro. Yeah. And see, that's why I don't agree with the whole college. Like, I'm not against education, but I'm like, I'm against, like. <laughs> we're not against. I'm like, you're going to make rap. money. <laughs> like, you're going to make money. rappers. And you want me to be broke. Yeah, yeah. And you want me to go into debt to get, to go to your school. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like. What part of that makes sense? Yeah, don't make no sense. You know. Yeah. And but I've I've wondered that too because it's awesome that these players are having the opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. But why aren't they like taking being, care of them? Yeah, like dog, you're taking like you're taking like you're taking these kids who are thriving, mm-hmm. and you're basically manipulating the situation. Mm-hmm. Because they end up signing with you guys, and then they end up going somewhere else. Yeah. When they should have went somewhere else in the first place. Yeah. That's why I think, like, the JUCO route, especially for, like, natives coming off the res, is, like, huge. Yeah. Like, even though, like, I was kind of immersed in this kind of mainstream society prior to going to college, like, if I had to do it all over, I would have went to the JUCOs that were hollering at me. Like the guy that went to Florida State. Yeah. You went to Juco? Like, dog, he, like, thrived out there in FSU, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he graduated. Yeah. He got a degree. And that's why I wish, like, I'm like, man. He got like, that play ahead of degree. <laughs> we just got to be smarter when it comes to, like, doing stuff like that, right? Like, and, yeah. and I'm not, like, acting like I know anything. Like, this is just my opinion, right? <laughs> I ain't even trying to preach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just my opinion. I'm like, why are you kids going to Rocky when you see the type of fruit they bear? Yeah. You know, like, you know, Rocky every year is letting go or a native athlete decides not to continue their education there. Why are you still continuing to sign with them? Yeah. yeah Just go straight to United Tribes. Yeah, go to the tribes, go to LBHC, go to Haskell, go somewhere. Yeah, go to, man, go to Juco, man. I think, like I said, man, if I could do it all over again, I would have went to the Juco's that are hollering at me. And like Dawson, Miles City, Miles City, Bismarck, you know, those guys yeah. were hollering at me, and I was just like, I was too big for that. Is Rocky, big mistake. Is Rocky a four-year college? Yeah, it's four-year. NAIA school. I wonder why I always thought it was only two. Blue Chips. Mm. Rocky's actually a really good school. Blue Chips the movie? That was a good movie. No, Anthony, is that how you were being? Anthony Harley. Yeah. Butch. Butch. <laughs> that was Butch, man. 
That was a good show. I just watched that recently with my son. He's like, these guys were in a movie together? So yeah, they played together too. Damn, Penny was good, man. Oh, I wish he man. never got hurt. Man, I wish D-Rolls never got hurt. Yeah, that guy, man. Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy, oh, I wish man. he would he never got hurt. deadly. Dog, he was Damon Lillard before then, yeah. right? He was Damon Lillard like four inches taller, though. Yeah. Uh, imagine freaking Damon and... McCollum coming over. Hey, I like to watch that. Luca, he's wasn't nice. it Kobe? Oh yeah, he's nice. Kobe was saying the hardest player for him to guard was Brandon Roy, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I think I remember reading something like that. Yeah, yeah. man, he was doing like he was doing those half court shots before anybody else was. Yeah, man. like he just come down court. And he was like six nine. Oh, he just bust six like, seven, six eight, somewhere around there, wasn't he? Yeah, man. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Yeah, but I like weird. watching Luca, man. That guy is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that same word that I use to describe uh, Dwayne Wade is slick. He's yeah. slick, huh? Yeah, he's, he's like very deceptive. He's he's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. But yeah. he just, you know, he just has that kind of little little hesitation, and he blows he blows guy blows by guys that are quicker than him. I think his strides are just so long that he's able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, what was it a game? I forget. I forget. oh, they're playing the Celtics. And it was like before the playoffs. Like I think it was like a month before the playoffs, this past spring. And like man, he drained like two forty footers to win the like first to tie it up, and then the next one to win it. Another forty footer. Man, I was screaming, hooting, hollering in my living room. I said, like, nobody's done that to me since MJ. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's made you feel that way. Yeah, twenty years just made me feel special. <laughs> nobody's mentioned uh, uh, Reggie Miller, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I watched that documentary on Netflix, and I was like, it just made my heart hurt for him again. Dang, the malice in the palace. Yeah, because you watched it yet? Uh, uh-uh. it's on Hulu. You got Hulu, right? No, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it on? It's on. You got Netflix, right? Nope. What? Nope. I thought you you check it out on Netflix. You got to check it out on Netflix. Might be on YouTube now. You might be able to watch it on YouTube now. Yeah, man. I I didn't even realize that. That never came to mind about that whole thing. And you think about it, like Jermaine O'Neal was never the same after that. Like he, like bro, like he was, like beginning to bud as a superstar. Yeah. And then after the Malice in the Palace, like where did he go after? I bounced around. He was straight out of high school too. Wasn't yeah. He? yeah, and they developed him in Portland. Yeah, and then from Portland, they were like, they told him like, "Yo, you probably won't get the time to play here because they had all these." Yeah, they had Rasheed Wallace. They had Brian Grant. Yeah, and that um that Russian dude, that big tall guy. Sabonis. Was it Sabonis? Yeah, Arvita Sabonis was there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they and, had all these players there that were they were front court heavy. Yeah. And they, one of the coaches was like, just, you know what I mean? Like, they made up, they kind of made it, they're like, you probably won't get a chance to play here. Just, you know, they encouraged Man, him I to I thought go. that Blazers team was going to take it. Yeah, me too. They came so close. I know. But with um, Reggie Miller, bro, like, I'm like, damn. Because he was, man, that boy was a killer. Uh, he was nice. He was a good shooter. Even though, was like, he had a weird shot, but he perfected it. Yeah. Cheryl Miller was better. Yo, man, she was a baller. <laughs> no, oh, one thing that I that I keep seeing, and I don't like it, man. I don't like it at all. 
I don't hate it, but I don't like it. People saying hoopers. Oh, why? Because like back in the day, a hooper was like somebody that couldn't play, and they always came to the courts and like like, like they couldn't play. They couldn't play on the like they had no game, but they tried and they they tried their best to be there and play. They always showed up though. That was a hooper, like back in the day. So then for everybody to say, oh, yeah, hoopers, hoopers, I see this, all this. And I was like, man, that don't, that don't mean what you think it mean. Okay, I see that. Hmm. So to me, I would say baller. I say baller now still. Baller, baller, baller. Baller, baller. Or just sign up. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. So that was a good speak on a good episode, man. I appreciate you gentlemen for bringing it. But we'll sign out and we'll go. You guys got some last words? Nope. Earth isn't flat. All right. Well, everybody out there on Flat Earth (laughs) that's listening to us, we appreciate you. We love you. Share the word. Share the unspoken word with all your relatives, especially that cousin that owes you money. Shinnok, we're peacing out. Peace. Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.